I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Happy rainy day, folks. Oh, rainy day. We yeah, need the rain. It's raining here in Santa Cruz right now. It's very nice. And we got new recording equipment. Yes. So bear with us. We got the, we, up, we upgraded our recording equipment and um, we got the Zoom H6. It's very fancy. Same mics, different recorder. And I'm still figuring it out because I'm the tech nerd who has a little, little bit of a learning curve. Um, and... Curb, cur learning curve, curve, curve. Curb is is um, curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> curve is oh, uh, God. you know, like curb. curves of your body. Anyways, so if it doesn't sound as good as it did before, just bear with us as we figure it out. We might need to get a friend to come and help us. Um, but this should be an upgrade because now we can have three mics, which is great because this is a podcast where we have a guest speaker. Uh, we're talking about Taoist sexology and Taoist sex. And, um, she's great. She's amazing. And it's a, it's, uh, there's a lot of great information there. It's kind of similar to tantric practices, but also very different because it's much more nature based, much more connected they're to. They're related, but they're not twins yeah exactly she said so many insightful things we already recorded it with her in april and i learned a lot and yeah, we so did. definitely stay tuned because there's a lot of really good information there um so now we can have three mics meaning we can have guest speakers and now the sound can be really clear i just need to figure out all the learning curves so <laughs> bear with us as we do that um, but before we dive into that, we also want to reiterate that we have a um, YouTube live sex question. It's our first one because we, we're getting so many questions and so many it's almost questions. as though we it's cannot awesome. keep up. We love getting your questions. Thank you for writing us and feel free to continue to write us if you have any deep burning questions to ask Amy and myself. You can email us at shamelesssexpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website shamelesssex.com. And fill out the questionnaire over there. And we might take a month or two to answer them on the air. Uh, we prefer to answer them on the air than rather than over email. It's just uh, easier for us and it gives us material to share with all you all. And a lot of your questions other people want to know. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're doing a YouTube Live on 420. That's April 20th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The way to do it is to either go to our website and we'll have a link on our homepage of our website at shamelesssex.com. Or if you go to YouTube and you Google... Google's wrong word. You look in the search mm-hmm. box at YouTube, uh, Pure Pleasure Shop, which is the sex shop that I co-own with my mom, which is also where April got her start in the sex toy industry. That's right. Um, did I say .com though? Don't look at purepleasureshop.com. Purepleasureshop.com is if you want to go to Pure Pleasure's website and buy things and get 15% off using coupon code <laughs> SHAMELESSSEXPP. The shameless plug. I like it though, but it's worth it. SHAMELESSSEXPP in all caps. But when you're at the YouTube live search box, it's just look up Pure Pleasure Shop. And then you should be able to find it there and um, the YouTube live should pop up at four o'clock and it will record it too. So you can watch it later if you want. But if you actually log on 
while we do it, you can ask us questions chat in chat with us. The search box. Live chat. Um, and we have no idea what to expect. We don't know how many of you are going to show up if we're going to even be able to answer all your questions. But what we will also do is answer questions that you've already sent us that we haven't had a chance to answer. So this is a good time if we haven't answered one of your questions to go check us out there. You can see our, our lovely faces video style. And we are, uh, we're going to, we're Amy and I working on a project for y'all listeners out there. So get ready. We are going to be offering some things coming up here in the next few months um, to give you access to um, more information and um, kind of some one-on-one situation. So keep listening. Um, We are hard at work trying to um, create beautiful things for our listeners that are hungry for it. We are creating beauty just for you. Creating beauty. And I do want to say that we are... It is Friday here. We're recording this on a Friday. We will, you'll be listening. It'll launch on a a Tuesday. Tuesday. Who knows when you're going to be listening. Maybe you're not, yeah. But we are drinking a glass of wine because... Why not? Okay, let's be real. We don't just drink wine on Fridays. We drink wine on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I might drink almost a a glass a day. (laughs) Just like an orgasm a day, a glass of wine a day does keep the doctor away. It's good for the old heart. It keeps her therapist away. (laughs) (laughs) But it also, um, it's, we drink natural wine and it's margins wine. If you've, if you've never heard of natural wine, it's not some bougie, weird, hippie thing it's actually the it's it's low in sulfites and it's organic so it's made with um safe ego uh, ego (laughs) eco practices there's no ego 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 in this wine in the way it's made it's ecologically sound and you can feel good about drinking it it also doesn't have any preservatives or anything bad in there so you don't get a hangover which i'm not even kidding most of the time hangovers do come from a lot of sugar but they also um come from all the the weird things that they're they're brewing in the wine yeah we learned in that podcast the last one that we did the love languages podcast she told us that they put a lot of nasty additives or not just nasty but additives in wine that they don't need to put on the label because it's an agricultural product i had Mm -hmm. no idea so it's um, important so go to margins wine and actually she does really smart her name's megan she's the the uh Vintner, that's what you call a winemaker. A and she takes underrepresented varietals, which is grapes, from underrepresented regions, and she makes beautiful wines. And um, so you can get some of her things directly off of her website. She ships all over the USA, I think minus two states, and it's very reasonably priced. But sign up for her newsletter and because she does small batch productions, and you can get – you know, a bottle sent to you for 25 bucks and it's well worth it. And I'm in love with her wine. Every time I open up a bottle and drink with friends, they're like, this is great. What kind of wine is this? Um, and she has like a Chenin Blanc and a Sangiovese, but check it out. Even if you're not a wine drinker, like my mom's coming in June and I'm going to be like, Hey mom, I'm she, so excited to meet your mom. You're going to finally meet my mom. I've never met your mom. I know I've known you for like what, 11 or 12 years. And I'm finally I meeting your mom. I think we're going to do a mom podcast. Mom's you need to talk to your mom. We have my mom on here too. Yeah. Oh. I think we should do April and Amy's moms. Who, yeah. And like yeah. life. I mean, for your mom, I would tell she, story. she runs a sex shop. I mean, you co-own the sex shop with her, but my mom is like. She never loved Midwest accent. Oh yeah. You get full know. Midwest treatment and we'll be drinking some wine. She's like, oh my God, I don't even yeah, know. You can hear What's a story anal? about where we came from. Oh yeah. I was What's conceived anal? in the shower. You were? Yeah, my mom's probably never your had mom anal, told, but we should ask her. Wait, wait, your mom told you that you were conceived in the shower? I was conceived in the shower. That's what she said. Wow, that's exciting. She said that I was a water baby from the beginning. She's like, you were actually conceived in the shower. And she told me my dad had a big dick. 
well, your mom's a little more open than you thought. <laughs> she had been drinking because I was like, mom, why did you stay with dad so long if you guys were this miserable? And she, and she said that in front of like three other of our friends. She's like, well, I mean, he did have a big dick. I was like, Whoa. oh my God, mom, she's like five foot I'm two. I'm so excited to meet your mom. I'm like, yeah. So anyway, that's a, a lot of information. I hope now I you hope. all know April's conceived by, if you were, yeah, by a big D, you know, I think I was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was conceived, uh, in Hawaii on my parents honeymoon oh wow i'm pretty sure I'm they banged on the honeymoon and got pregnant right away pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure it worked Damn. stuck my that mom was, was so ready to have a child so my partner was conceived the first time his mom ever had sex she lost really her, she lost her v-card and she got pregnant oh geez and 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 i think can i ask angry she about it to do? no yeah. no no <laughs> yeah she was like 15 when i think that she met um they're still married and they're in their seventies now, but, um, they, they were 15 or they met in eighth grade and then started dating when she was 15. I think she banged it out for the first time with his dad when she was 18 and she got pregnant and she had my partner when she was 19. Wow. And she tells me a lot. She's, you know, she's told she me tells these stories. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She forgets. She tells me the story and then she tells me again. So I've heard it a few times. I'm always curious cause I feel like more people, um, than, I, don't, I can't say more than not, but it's very, very common for unplanned pregnancies to be carried out and to bring those little fetuses into life. Um, and I'm, I just, I do wonder about like the, the psychology behind being, um, unwanted at some point. And then of course, like maybe hopefully coming to a point of being wanted, but what that looks like, because like the more, the more I learn, learn about different psych- psychological methods, we always think that when people are born, you know, that's when they start to receive all the fucked upness of life. But really when you're in the womb, you're receiving all this nurturing and energy from the motherboard, you know, the mothership. And so if your mother, the, you know, the body that you're in, and I'm not saying that this is his experience, but if the body that you're in, that you're being nurtured in when you're a fetus is saying, I don't want this. I'm super stressed out. I don't like this. I don't want this, but I'm going to go through with it. I mean, it has to do something to the system. My mom, she's never smoked a day in her life. And she's told me that um, she smoked when she was pregnant with me because she was so stressed out about like uh, so many things. She was 23 years old and I think they had a lot of financial problems and she smoked like Marlboro Reds. Well, that was also common. They didn't know. It was in the 80s. I mean, I think that most people knew not to smoke, but she, and she's never smoked a day in her life since I've been on the planet. And I think, and I was born with all sorts of issues, but, um, but look at you now. But now look at me. I'm just so great. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have one issue every Oh, no. Not, not, not even slightly. Chip is amazing. Oh, yeah. All right. So we, we're going to answer a sex question before we talk about Taoist sexology and Taoist sex. And by the way, yeah. um, we said this before, but you really want to hear this episode. Like this woman blew our mind. I'm, I actually like, I want to take all of her workshops. She's fucking amazing. She's cool. I think we'll probably do some work with her in the future. I kind of feel that vibe. Yeah, I feel it too. Yeah. There's a I lot of connections. With her. All right, yeah. so um, sex question. Do you want to read it or you want me to read it? Uh, I can read it. It's right okay. in front of me. It's from Meg. It's from Meg. And um, we cut out some of the pieces here because it's a long question, but there's some really important questions here. So, so the subject is, is my sex drive normal slash is it important in a relationship? I'm a cis female who identifies as a lesbian. It is, Im- it is, n- <laughs> well, I already blew that one. Yeah, good. Let me start over. I'm a cis female who identifies as a lesbian. Is it normal to want to have sex all the time? Another question I have is how important is sex in a relationship? I recently broke up with my ex and the last year of our relationship, we barely had sex due to her losing libido. She's also eight years older than me. I'm 27. Can sex be a deal breaker in a relationship? 
and should it be that important for a relationship to work? Thank you, Meg, um, for writing us. Great in. questions. That is great a questions. great few questions there. And uh, I'll let you start, Amy. Okay. So question number one. So cis female, everyone is someone that is born assigned, assigned female when they're born and they still identify as female, by the way, that's what cis is, um, in this context. And, um, so is it normal to want to have sex all the time? Yes. Totally normal. Awesome. I'm envious of you. I want to have sex all the time. In fact, our podcast that we just did, Willow Brown talking about, um, how people who have, who have lower libido and it could be a thyroid issue. I, Cause I don't, I don't consider myself having low libido, but I'm definitely not horny all the time. But this isn't about me, but anyways, I'm jealous of, um, your wanting to have sex all the time because that is awesome. It means you're really healthy. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it's, that's awesome. April lately these days is horny little bastards that she identifies herself always well because i'm not on the pill or anything anymore so i'm just like wow give it to me yeah it's a a sign of health of um vitality so yes totally normal uh the other question is how important is sex in a relationship it depends on you if it's important to you like if you feel like you want to have sex five days a week or seven days a week and you're not getting that and you try to negotiate that with your partner and they're more like i want to have sex one day a week and you're realizing that that's really going to leave you very unfulfilled um then it sounds like sex is really important to you and that um this is something to look at so um, we can't tell you how sex should be important in your relationship. You get to decide. But if you feel like it is important, then you get to decide that, you know, you get to um, keep it, keep it, you get to value it and make sure that it's something that your needs are getting met or you negotiate to and get your needs met. From the from the um, the words that you wrote on your email, it does sound as though sex is pretty big deal for you. So I would say stay true to that course. And um, if I were you, I'd think that um, for me, sex is a huge part of, of my needs um, in a relationship. And so if that isn't being fulfilled, I communicate that. And, um, you know, ideally, if, if they're fulfilling every other rung of what you um, desire in a relationship, awesome. Maybe find a way. Maybe you could explore different uh, avenues like open relationship um, as opposed or monogamish. Maybe there's different terms. You can make your own rules. So if you're not getting fulfilled um, in this intimacy, intimacy and sexual realm, then perhaps talk with your partner about options um, that, that you're both comfortable with um, where you're going to get those needs met. Yeah, I mean, this person's asking, can sex be a deal breaker in a relationship? Should it be that important to a relationship, for a relationship to work? And I think that there is shame for folks on both ends of the spectrum, right? That you don't have libido in your relationship or that you have a high libido and that you want to end the relationship because your sexual needs aren't being met. And so a lot of times people think that that's like a petty Mm. thing or a shallow thing to end a relationship about. You know, a shallow thing to end a relationship about would be like your partner gained three pounds and you want to break up with them because they don't look as hot as they once did. That's shallow, for sure. That's shallow. Now... If you have a conversation with your partner and about that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I also think that we want to be attracted to our partners, right? So, um, there's in that, in that case, there's room to have a conversation with our partner. Hey, um, 
Um, I'm noticing that you're maybe not as interested in going to the gym as you used to be. And maybe we could uh, start to go together more or and make it more like a we thing or whatever. And then if they shut that down, then you can consider leaving the relationship if it feels like that isn't a priority for them. Because remember, you can't change people. No, people you can have, suggest You things. can suggest things and... Um, and, and never, ever, please, for your own safety and sake, don't go into a relationship believing you can change aspects of people yeah. or that moving in will make things better or that oh, marriage Lord. will make things better or that a child will make things better. You got to work on these little things that are bigger things later and that can blow up to be bigger things before uh, moving forward. And I think that's part of what Amy and I talk about often enough is that you're creating your own, your own scenario, right? Your own story. And if... Um, there's, there's no piece of what we're communicating that says you should break up with this part, this person because they're not getting enough sex for you. Um, or that it's, you know, the relationship isn't working because you're not getting sex. Look, if you're getting every other need met, then, then find a way to balance and create a win-win for both of you. Maybe it's, Hey, once a month, I get to bang it out with somebody that you don't know. I don't know. And you know, like you're creating your own story if they're comfortable with that or, uh, like there's, well, or you negotiate well, in this relationship, like you know, we've talked about this in the past. You say how how often do you need sex every week? And sex can be a need. You know, it's it's not something that you should just disregard if it feels important to you. I need and desire sex five days a week. And your partner's like, well, I need and desire sex only one day a week. Okay, can we meet in the middle? And by meeting in the middle, what does sex even look like? Is it penetration? Is it oral? Can making out just qualify as sex for a day? But you really need to meet in the middle there mm-hmm. so everyone gets their needs met. And if one person totally disregards where they're at, then it's not going to work. Right. I, For me, I, I can tell you I relate a lot of my sexual experiences with intimacy and communication and also I'm not, not communication with connecting intimacy and connection. So that's why I desire sex with my partner. And if that piece is missing, that for me is a huge deal because I feel like I'm lacking the connection, that deep connection, like with our bodies. So if, if, if I were in your situation, Meg, um, I would again, probably explore other avenues. Um, and that's the thing. If maybe this is your method to connect with your partner, I'm not exactly sure of your entire story, but if that's it, then you can create other avenues of connection. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's feeling important to you, let it be important and, um, embrace that. And I think the other piece that we didn't say in this is this person was considering getting back together with their ex where sex wasn't really on the tables, um, as often as they wanted. And, um, I would say negotiate that or have, have those conversations beforehand, address that before committing to a committed relationship with someone that sex doesn't seem, um, not, maybe not important, but like it's, uh, freely flowing through their body. There isn't a lot of desire there before you jump back in. Like it, again, if it's important to you, then it deserves to be important and valued. And there's a lot of cool tools. If maybe your partner wants to have a higher sex drive or libido that they could, um, explore. Which and our next, our exactly. podcast so, talks about here about hormones and a lot of the different things that we don't even think about, you know, we just affecting our sex drive and libido. Yeah, totally. We don't even pay attention to those things. So Definitely check this episode out and yeah. maybe have a tune your in. friend and have my mom listen. I don't know. Just because. Talked about yeah. a lot about her in this intro. Hey, mom. Love you, mom. Okay, before we dive into the podcast, I have one other um, shameless self-promotion since this is coming out. Um, 
next Tuesday, which means that it's the Tuesday before I'm teaching. Yay! Um, so if you're listening to this in the morning of next Tuesday, which is the 10th, I think, um, this might be on the 10th. If you are in Austin, Texas, I am teaching on Tuesday evening, it is the 10th. August 10th at Q Toys is a wonderful sex positive woman. Super store. cute. You can feel good about going in there. It's adorable. I'm going to probably try to drag April with me, although she might not want to come because she might want a night off. But um, if you are in Austin, Texas um, and you are listening to this the day of the day that I'm teaching, um, I'm teaching there at 7 p.m. And then the following Thursday, so this is Thursday the 12th, I'm teaching at Pure Pleasure Shop in Santa Cruz. It's the same class, G-Spots, P-Spots, and Female Ejaculation. Uh, so you can come and learn some things from me. What time? 7 p.m. Both of them are at 7? 7 and 7. We'll see if I can go. Yeah, we'll see. What, I'll be here. Doing. I won't be here on the 12th, so I won't be able to join you there because I'll still be in Austin. Toys in Austin. If you really want to see April there, you should send us an email and be like, I'm coming and April better be there. And then I'll drive. <laughs> and then I'll be like, all right. Yeah, got to meet Maybe the I'll bring my pregnant friend. She's like eight months. She's about ready to pop. That she lives in Austin. She could totally learn about some female But she has a kid, so I don't know if they have a sitter. But uh, I'll try to go. I like I like going. The child, I like learning. The child cannot come. The child cannot come. No. So. Cool. Well, um, I think this is the perfect segue to Podcast. talk about Taoist sexology. Taoist. Oh, see? 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 It's spelled Taoist, but it's pronounced Taoist. So FYI, if you uh, think like me, Dao. <laughs> Dao. Dao. So thank you, Amy. I can't wait to see your classes on G-Spot, P-Spot, and all the things. Yeah. Now let's talk to Willow Brown. Willow Brown is a licensed acupuncturist founder of Yin Wellness, as well as a Chinese medicine doctor and functional medicine expert. Willow is a world-renowned Taoist sexology teacher, teaching women's courses for the past six years, both online and in retreat format, and recently began teaching co-ed workshops in the Bay Area and on the East Coast. To learn more, go to yinwellness.com. Welcome, Willow. Hi, Willow. Such a joy and a pleasure to be here with you ladies. In the flesh, in my home. Yay. In the flesh. And she loves my green couch. It's so cute. It's velvet. It's the sexy couch it's very sexy i mean we literally there has been a lot of sex on that couch i oh, would imagine there might be some husband. snail trails <laughs> she talks about this all the time she's like oh, oh no the snail but trails. i do i regularly spot treat it so anyway welcome <laughs> yeah welcome if you want to sit on the couch later let's do that so i would like just to announce to, to all the listeners that this is um we now have three microphones yes. by the way Woo-hoo. so willow is here for the test run for our three mics in our new system and hopefully it's going to sound beautiful and spotless and if it doesn't then we're still figuring out the kinks but um should be all good so now april and I will be interrupting each other. And Amy looks superficial because she's wearing headphones. Yes, I look adorable. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, so let's start with the first the first question because a lot of people are like, "What is Taoist sex and Taoist sexology?" Well, can you tell us more about Taoist sex and Taoist sexology? What is this? Yeah, I'd love to talk more about that. It is one of those things where people kind of just they their eyes trail off when you say Taoist sexology. They're like, oh, "I don't know what that is." And when people don't know what something is, they're just generally not very interested in it. So it's always good to define and start out with that. Um, 
Sexology is basically the observation of the ology, the observation of your own sexual energy. So that could be anything from your libido, your level of um, horniness, your ability to have orgasm, ability to have multiple orgasms, all of that. In addition to that part of sexology, the other side of it is really um, your hormones and how your hormones are functioning, if they're functioning up to par or if you're having some adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout, if there's anything wrong with the thyroid, then you probably won't have a very high libido and you probably won't feel horny very regularly. So it's really looking at that pattern between um, what's going on internally inside of your body from a medical perspective and then how that's reflecting outwardly, you know, including your emotions around sexuality. A lot of people carry shame and doubt around their sexual bodies and, um, you know, that's a big piece too that that sexology looks at. So that really defines that word of Taoist sexology. And then Taoism is, um, they say, what is the Tao? What do they say the Tao is? I don't even know the answer nature, to that question. Connecting with nature? Good. Not a oh, good answer. Yay, I knew, I mean, I, I knew what Taoism was, but I didn't know what, yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, so it looks like it's Tao, by the way. Yes. So for everybody yeah. out there, when you're reading Spelled it, Taoist, yeah. it's, it, but it's pronounced Tao. So then you'll be a super professional looking human when you're like, I know what Taoism is and how to spell it. <laughs> I remember <laughs> learning, I took an uh, Eastern philosophy class in mm-hmm. community college and I remember learning about Taoism and I was super interested in it because it was so nature base and connected yeah and um and i'm i'm a, i'm i'm a, like a half hippie so it's perfect <laughs> super excited yeah they say the Tao is the way and so you know that's nice to know that the Tao is the way but what is the way the way is the way of nature so that is really what we're looking at is the cycles and the rhythms of nature and how we humans are not just part of nature. We actually are nature. And the same um, seasons and cycles and rhythms that move through the earth move through our bodies. And women get to see that even more um, fully and clearly with their menstrual cycle than men get to see it. So every single month, women go through winter, spring, summer, and fall. Um, and so that's a lot. You know, we have these, the, the earth is this big, giant macrocosm, big body that gets to hold the has a whole year to go through these four seasons and we are these tiny little microcosms of that and we have one month to go through those four seasons so it's a lot of energy to move through your body in one month so it's really nice when you know what's coming next you know you can kind of map out your life and set yourself up for success if you know that next week is going to be you know your spring week then you know you can like um, put more things on the calendar and get that creative project underway that you've been meaning to do. You know, whereas if you know winter is coming up next week, you might want to take some of those social engagements off of your calendar and just kind of let go a little bit more. Eat some macaroni and cheese. Prepare for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Or April's yeah, case, a lot of wine. Eat a lot of carbs. Yeah. <laughs> carbs. We did have a podcast actually with, I don't know if you know Erin Fisher. Yeah. Of Well and Wise Woman. She, mm-hmm. um, came on and we did do some, we dove into that topic pretty mm-hmm. lovely. So if you are interested in hearing a more in-depth version of... It's called the fifth vital sign. The fifth vital sign mm-hmm. episode, which was really great. But I learned so much. And it's such a really um, amazing thing that we are animals and we do 
go along with the processes of like the luteal phase. And uh, I can't remember all the phases right now. Please don't quiz the me. The follicular phase. The follicular, <laughs> yes. Well, I like how you, uh, how you relate it to the season. So when you say spring and winter, like what does that look like in the So, cycle? so for a woman who is in her fertility years, who's still having her cycle, when she ovulates, that's when she's like in her peak time, right? So ovulation is during the full moon. So that would be the summer phase. Um, then moving from summer, you go into fall. That's like the, the moon is starting to wane. So you're moving away from your ovulation closer toward your cycle, your period. And so when you do have your cycle during that week that you bleed, that's the, the week of the winter. And then you move from winter, of course, into spring, Yay. summer, fall. So it's one of the most important of all of those seasons, I think, is the fall phase. Um, that is the time to really let go, let go of things, let go of old stories, let go of patterns, let go of people in your life. Just start to really clear um, space for yourself so that you can, in your winter phase, during your cycle, you can recalibrate, you know, really re-come back to your truth and your essence and um, what's important for you. Without that space being cleared first, it's very difficult to reconnect to what's true for you and what's authentic for you. Hmm. So you would say that Taoist uh, sex, you talked about Taoist sexology, but Taoist sex is... Um, is kind of connecting to the natural order of the way things flow and work in the, what, not listening just the body, the body, but yeah, right. an inner listening of the body and the body's wisdom. Exactly. Exactly. And not to get too much into hormones, but you know, your estrogen levels are going to be rising as you're approaching that spring and summertime. So that is the time when you feel more socially engaged and more outwardly, you know, and then you go more into your progesterone phase after that ovulation. So that's the time you want to maybe go a little bit more inward. Yeah. I've been noticing that, that lately when we live bleeding on the full moon are you almost or at least 24 within 24 hours so then you would be having your winter phase during the summer of the moon so this holds true for everyone because everyone has a moon cycle right we're all made up of water so we're all pulled by the moon whether we're male female menstruating or menopausal or even if we're a child we still have a moon cycle and so um you know, women who are already through their fertility years, they actually just follow the moon in the sky. Men follow the moon in the sky, you know, so they can look at the full moon and say, cool, it's the summer phase of this month. You know, they could look at the new moon and say, all right, now this is a winter phase of this um, of this month. And, you know, for you, April, you're, you have your winter during summer. It's just an interesting thing to note and to look at, but you do primarily want to follow what's your own womb cycle. So not so much the moon cycle in the sky, but rather oh. your moon cycle inside of you okay. is primary. I wonder what, because it, it just started happening in the last few months with the whole bleeding on the full moon. I was like, that's weird. Maybe I'm becoming a werewolf. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. So the advantages of living this Taoist way, um, is obviously like you're connecting with nature, as we mentioned. Um, and people, I think when, when we look at, um, living naturally, if you will, I don't know, they think it's wooey, but it really isn't a wooey thing. Living naturally means like listening to your body, right? I mean, Absolutely. in general. Yeah. And, and the Taoists are really, um, 
their biggest thing is really about longevity, like having a long, healthy life. You know, it doesn't matter if you live to 85, if the last 20 years of your life you're living in a, um, you know, in a geriatric home and, and can't really even think anymore. You know, they're looking at longevity and quality of life. So they're, that's their biggest concern, why they do all these practices. And so the sexual energy, the sexual practices that they practice are to, um, create more longevity for yourself and more, uh, just vitality overall in your life. So drawing sexual energy in Chinese medicine, there are five different kinds of qi and, um, sexual qi is jing, J-I-N-G. So jing qi. So I talk about jing qi a lot when I, you know, teach and we draw jing qi from the sexual glands, the gonads for the men and the ovaries for the woman. We draw that sexual energy into the adrenal glands. We draw it into the thyroid gland. We can draw that sexual energy all the way up into the hypothalamus and pituitary gland that are up in the brain, which rule all the um, hormones in the body. So drawing that sexual energy into those glands is not only extremely beneficial for your health and overall longevity and vitality, but also um, you just have these very mind-blowing orgasms. You can have pineal gland orgasms, which is like these phenomenal flashing lights in your um, in your brain, and it's very healing, very clearing for the pineal gland, which tends to calcify with all of the environmental toxins that we're kind of swimming in. Um, one of my teachers, Montak Chia, says that the uh, womb orgasm is the highest orgasm that a woman can have. And uh, when he first was telling me about that, I was curious. You know, I'd never had something. I've had all these different pineal gland and all these different kind of orgasms, but never the womb one. And just recently it did come through on how to actually do that. Oh. And it was by far just the one of the most incredible sensations and experiences. How do you know if you've had one? Yeah, I just, you just know. I wonder if I've had one. Just is it similar to the cervical orgasm then, or is that different? Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think probably similar yeah. because the cervix it's, is the very bottom yeah. of the womb. Yeah. So yeah, I think it would feel the same. But the people I know have had cervical orgasms and I've definitely had like two in my life. And yeah. it's like, transcendent i don't know if this is one five or 15 minute orgasm or like a million different ones all happening and it feels like it could go on forever yeah it's amazing yeah is it like that's what it's like all right it's long it lasts for a long time and it's and it just keeps kind of building and building and building and then crescendos and eventually comes down and leaves your whole body just vibrating in Mm -hmm. this like light, very light way, you know. And that kind of orgasm you're saying also can build, create more life force energy because, because it's pulling energy. It's channeling energy in this powerful way. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can draw sexual energy to anywhere in your body. Let's say you have neck or shoulder or back pain. You can draw your orgasm to those areas in your body and let that orgasmic energy disperse throughout those places in your body. So um, Taoist sexology calls it the orgasmic upward draw. Rather than having an orgasm and letting it go kind of down and out, you want to draw the energy up and in. And, you know, that's for men, it's it's actual retention of semen. So it's actual 
um, semen retention does like not edging, necessarily mean right? not ejaculating that yet. they don't. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean for sure that they don't have an orgasm because they are two separate no physiological okay. functions for men having an orgasm and having an ejaculation. So they could have an orgasm without having an ejaculation. And that's how a man can have multiple orgasms and draw that jing into their adrenals or their left shoulder that's been bugging them or whatever. I need to do that tonight for my neck. Yeah, Yeah, you do. So it sounds like Taoist sexology and Tantra are like cousins. They are definitely (laughs) like like second cousins or first cousins. (laughs) They are definitely like cousins. I have a little theory that all of this medicine comes from Tibet, which resides right above India and China. Um, Tantra is the more Indian tradition and version of this. And my understanding, I honestly haven't studied too much Tantra, but my understanding of Tantra is it's a little bit more... um, Simple, maybe, than Taoist sexology is a, a word I could potentially use for that. Um, I think because the meridians and the different glands and organs that we pay attention to in Taoist sexology are a little bit more um, specific to whatever health concerns the person's having. So there are actually different sexual positions, like for women who tend to get bladder infections or yeast infections, there's different um, positions for men who tend to feel um, fatigued after, you know, a long day of work or after rigorous sex or exercise. If there's, we sometimes get listeners that, um, that will email us, how do I prolong ejaculation? Mm-hmm. Could they work with you, those folks, to do that, like through using Taoist sexology practices? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So anybody listening out there? Hey. <laughs> you emailed prolong. us about that. Yeah. Here's some options. Well, the, the, the book we referenced for that is The Multi-Orgasmic Man, which is written by Montauk Chia, your, your Montauk mentor. and Doug Abrams, yeah. who's yeah. also local. local here. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. So, and so wait, okay. I want to go back to what you said. There's certain positions for women who get bladder infection. I know so many women that Me get too. bladder infection. I, 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 I don't. I don't either. But I know a lot of them that do. So there's, it's related to the positions. There's actually ways to work with your body in that. Yeah. There, there's healing positions for that. I mean, if a woman was coming to me with chronic bladder infections, I'd give her herbs and dietary stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's definitely positions, um, that will support the healing of that of the bladder mm. would you like to know what that position is <laughs> totally i mean i think our listeners want to know yeah. i mean why not so that particular um that particular ailment is the man is lying flat on his back and the woman is straddling him facing his toes and she basically is the mover in that position and she does three no she does um She'll do, it's called nines. They call it the nines. They're very concerned with threes and rounds of threes <laughs> and Taoism. And so they call, um, this, this, it's a shallow thrust, a shallow thrust, shallow thr- thrust up to nine of those and then a deep one. And then you do eight shallow thrusts and then a deep one, two deep ones. And then seven shallow thrusts, oh. three deep ones, and then six shallow thrusts. 
five deep thrusts. Yeah, you're all taking a note. Yeah. <laughs> and and the pattern goes on from there. Okay. Do you so, like a little chalkboard? Yeah. So like totally. every time you thrust to like mark what you did. If it's a little too confusing, you can always just do nine shallow thrusts and then a deep one. Okay. Yeah. That's just keep it simple. And info. and so this is kind of like so the the penis owner is laying on their back and so the the vulva owner is on top but facing the toe. So it's kind of like what we call reverse cowgirly. Cow kind human. Of, cow human. Yeah, reverse <laughs> cow human on top. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Note to all the people with bladder infection Next issues. Next time, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer them if because people do. Friends have come to me like I get UTIs, chronic UTIs. Actually, I think we had a listener email us about chronic UTIs before. So uh, this is great. We can refer to this. Hopefully, podcast. you're still a fan of listening. Or we'll refer them to you and and some Chinese herbs and. Spices? Yeah. <laughs> Spices. No, it's not about cooking everyone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so you talk about creating a relationship with your divine feminine body. Can you give us a sneak peek of a few of the practices that um, would help someone do that? Creating a relationship with the divine feminine body, I think, is what, you know, my company is called Yin Wellness. So I am a huge advocate of yin, whether you're male or female. I think what the world needs now is a lot more yin. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) We have really um, mastered the yang. You know, we've got that down. We've got production down. We've got checklists down. We know how to get things done and we feel good when we have accomplished a lot in a day. So um, moving more toward simply just being and receiving uh, all the gifts that that the universe really wants to give to you, you have to be open to receiving them. And so, um, yeah, getting in touch with the divine feminine is, it, I think it's an Imperative. I think it's crucial to longevity and health and vitality and feeling really good in your body in the long run. Um, so one of the practices for that, one of my favorite practices, which is like the foundation of all the Taoist sexual practices, is called um, turtle breathing. Mm. Oh, so, I saw a turtle on the road the I other day. I saw you on yeah. Instagram with that turtle. I know. Okay. Like, ah! I don't, okay, turtle breathing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. So the ancient Taoists basically, you know, they didn't have iPhones to look at and Instagram to post on. So they, <laughs> so they basically just sat around and watched nature and they watched how things grow and how they die and how they fall away and how they come back into being. And they would watch the animals. And so there's, you know, there's crane qigong and there's turtle breathing and there's deer exercises. So there's all these animals kind of in interspersed in Taoist sexology. And so turtle breathing, we'll do it right now together, is um, is very yin and it's very uh, relaxing. It helps to put your nervous system back into um, back into its like reset mode. So if you are listening and you have the availability to get into a child's pose, into a balasana yoga pose, this is a great pose for this um, breathing exercise. So, but even if you're just sitting or driving your car, wherever you are, you can still do this. Just imagine that you have a turtle shell on your lower back. And as you inhale, you're going to push your turtle shell toward the space behind you. Do you actually move you, or you just imagine that just you're Just with your breath. Okay. Yeah, you do move. Your back does move a little bit. When you first start doing it, you might use a, a little bit of abdominal strength to kind of push back a little bit with your inhale. 
And then as you exhale, just come all the way down to the very bottom of your lungs, clearing your lungs completely, letting go of every last bit of stale air. And as you inhale, fill up the lower back, push your turtle shell toward the wall behind you. And as you exhale, just allow that shell to fall back toward your spine. Another inhale to fill the lower back and fill that space. And imagine that your adrenal glands, which are resting right on top of your kidney organs, lift right up off of those organs. So much space into the lower back that those glands float up and off the organ itself. And as you exhale, of course, just allow that shell to fall back toward your spine. And then one more breath to really bring as much space and openness into your lower back, into your adrenal glands as you possibly can. There's two structures to your adrenal glands, so feel those two structures separate apart from each other like an egg and a yolk. And then exhale, just letting everything go. So turtle breathing is actually something I do every morning before I even get out of bed. I'll just get into a little child's pose and do that and kind of set an intention for the day and just listen. Like what, what does the day want me to pay attention to today? You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. And so that helps to, um, to be more in our bodies and then create more, more yin energy, more softness, more, um, more receiving, which is what my my horoscope's been telling me that. that oh, you need a nipples. lot more yin energy, girl. I know, I know. I've been trying to wear more dresses <laughs> lately. Too. Naturally, very young. I, I am. I've I been. Know. As I said, when I came over here the other day, I was wearing a dress. And you're like wearing a dress, Chip. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to tap more into my feminine. I was like, my horoscope told me I need to do that too. Yeah. yeah. I know. I need to tap into my yin. Yeah. Well, well you just breathing. did it. I did. Turtle breathing. I'm gonna do that again. I almost I, I almost cried during Shavasana today in my hot yoga class. And I was like, I gotta release some things. Like, what's going on? So I think turtle breathing is a good start. Yeah, <clears throat> very good start. And that is how you would do the orgasmic upward draw. You would add a, a kegel to that as you're approaching your orgasmic peak. You kegel, turtle breathe at the same time, and draw the orgasm into your adrenals. Oh. Drawing it straight into your adrenals is. The first place to practice and the first step, because it's really, um, it's so close. You know, it's right there. It's right there at your lower back. Yeah. And like, so kidneys and the adrenals are on top of the kidneys? Yes. Okay. So you're... Um, there's two? Yes. There's two kidneys underneath your back ribs and right on top of your um, kidneys, there's an adrenal gland on each side. Oh. And each time that you... Um, stress or worry, you are most likely leaking cortisol from your adrenal glands. So that's kind of what we're up against right now in the world is everyone's leaking cortisol. And so everyone's adrenals, most everyone's adrenals are really functioning subpar. So we want to um, do turtle breathing and bring sexual energy into the adrenal glands. That's one of the best ways to replenish those glands. And then you will have more energy for sex and for your relationships. I mean, communication is a huge part of relationships as well. And you got to have energy for that communication to come through. Mm. And I'm sure you guys already know this, and probably a lot of your listeners have heard this before, but every time you have an orgasm, you flush 
all that cortisol out of your bloodstream. So it an is, orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. That's what my she always says. It, my really tagline. Does. It really does. I agree with that tagline 100. percent That's yeah. why Willow is glowing right now, people. She has the same. Idea. <laughs> um, so can you talk a little bit? We did. We talked a bit about masculinity and Taoism, but can you talk about how Taoism is related to, or how we can tap into it um, with the divine masculine? As well. Yeah, that's good. Um, the divine masculine, gosh, we need both. You know, we really do. I'm looking at, um, Amy drinking her glass of water. That's my classic, classic example is the glass is of LaCroix? water. Sorry, LaCroix, but you know, it is LaCroix to me. Is that, can I drink LaCroix? Yeah, that works too. It's just <laughs> the fluid and the glass. That's what we're looking at. Ah, so is using the glass as the masculine, the fluid is the feminine? That's ah, right. I like this. She's got it. She's oh, for real? It. Yeah, so That's the glass is the structure. You know, the glass is the formation. It's the container. It holds the essence. The water is the essence. The water is inside the yang. So uh, yin and yang are very relative. Masculine, feminine are very relative. You know, like April might have a more masculine nature. I might have a more feminine nature, but we're both women. So it's really relative. There might be men out there who have more feminine nature, other men who have more masculine nature. It's really just um, what's true and what's na- natural for you. We all have both. We all have a yin meridian and a yang meridian in our bodies. So coming back to the glass example, you know, if the glass has a very tall structure, it's very tall, then the yin, the essence, the water can rise very high within it. If that glass were not there, then the the yin, the essence, the feminine, the water would just become a floodplain. So it has a lot to do with... um, perspective and boundaries. Another nice example is like a river. You know, if a river has strong edges, strong earth boundaries, then it will flow easily and rapidly down to the abundant ocean. But if those boundaries of the earth disappear and go away, it just becomes a big floodplain of water, big muddy Mm. (laughs) floodplain. So, so we really need both. We really need the masculine and the feminine. I mean, you you have to have structure in your life. You have to pay your bills. You have to put gas in your car. You have to get your kids off to school. You have to, you know, take a shower and brush your teeth and all that stuff has to get done. And then what what also really wants to get done as well is just being, just simply receiving and being. And um, I think we don't get taught that in school because we're all about structure and yang and school and productivity. And so we're missing out on, um, you know, the freedom to play and the freedom to enjoy and just experience like the magic of life. There's so much magic in life. All you have to do is really go outside and listen. You can hear the birds. You can hear the wind in the trees. You know, you can hear the voice of your lover if you have one, or you can hear the voice of a potential lover if you listen hard enough. And that's one way that you can manifest that in your life, draw that to you in your life. Mm. I can hear the kids in the daycare next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, good birth control. That's my birth control. <laughs> yeah, um, very good. <laughs> no, but it's true. I love that. Like, you do, I, literally, even if you're lis- listening and you live in New York City, you can still take a walk in Central Park and, and enjoy nature. And it, there's something so 
uplifting about just spending a little bit of time outside, um, even if it's snowing, even if you're someplace cold, because it does help reconnect myself. And I'm like a city girl, you know, but I love being in nature. So I think that's that's good homework for our listeners. Get in nature. Yeah, well, just, or just do something you enjoy. Get in touch with your yin energy and do something that you're actually enjoying. Well, and sensuality and sexuality are so... Um you know, they're the same as you know it's 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 aliveness and getting out in nature and just taking a deep breath and taking all of it in like i i just went down into nature went camping for 24 hours with two other women and just you know naked in this river and and just like dancing and some music under the sun and just like felt so sexy and alive and mm-hmm. there wasn't anything that we were doing that was particularly sexy you know we weren't weren't masturbating we weren't like <laughs> looking at any erotic imagery but just being alive and in our naked skin under the sun with trees all around the rushing water and our feet was so made us feel so alive that it was sexual and, se- and sexy and sensual and there's just they go hand in hand yeah and thank you for saying that was where i was going next it's exactly what the yin is, is that receptivity of your sensuality. So your senses, your five senses, everyone has a predominant sense. You know, for me, it's my ears, my auditory, my ability to hear other people. It might be taste or sight or touch, you know, and so um, receiving your senses is, is that sensuality, is that where you get to feel the sexiest and most alive and vital. So mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful image. It was good, <laughs> Madison. Oh yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was, there was wildflowers around. They're not fully in bloom right now, but it was, it was. They're so starting magical. to pop up all over there because are, I took my friend's dogs for a walk and I was like, oh my god, the yeah, wildflowers. Yeah, are I guess they're on a late bloom because well, of the rain. Is the late. weather has been so weird. We had like weird acacia blooming in February here, which is why my, I think my. The, yeah, the, um, the trees allergies. were confused, right. which, which again, we can like look at nature too, because you know, we're confused too. We're like, whoa, the rain's not coming to <laughs> yeah. March. Yeah. We're not any different than the trees. They're, they're confused too. We're all on the <laughs> same page. So we're not any different. We're just thinking us humans are so different from the nature. No, we are not. Yeah. We're the same. We, we are the same. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about sensuality and I think, well, I know that Willow, you offer, um, sacred sensuality courses and can you talk about those a little bit and also like the benefits and basically give our listeners an idea, like who would want to participate in, in this coursework and, and why would they? Are they online and in person too? I want to know. Yes. Yeah. So I do retreats. I do in-person retreats. I've got a five-day retreat coming up um, on the East Coast at the end of this month. So if anyone's interested, just email me, willow at yinwellness.com, and I'll give you more info on that. Um, that retreat's going to be really fun. It's going to be a, a blend of Tantra and Taoist sexology, so I'm co-teaching that with another woman, and um, it's called Awakening Aphrodite. So we're really going to awaken that goddess within who is the goddess of love, beauty, and sexuality. Um so I'm excited for that one. And then I lead a nine-month course online. So that nine-month course really is a rebirthing experience for you to dive deeper into uh, just all the many facets of sexuality for yourself. You know, we have 
modules where we clear shame and doubt and trauma and we have modules where we um, go deeper into you know the thyroid gland and what its function is and then we have modules where we work on uh, multiple orgasms and you know how to have those and what that feels like and looks like and all the various ways that that can happen so um the nine month course is, that's kind of my baby. You know, I've been working on that for the past four or five years and, and it's just grown so much and it's helped so many women come out of just a lot of shame and a lot of doubt around their bodies and around themselves. And, and many of them have um, risen up to shine their brightest light to the point where they are, of course, attracting um, mates who are a good match for them, you know. So it's, it has a lot to do with what's going on inside of you is what you see is what's reflected on the outside. Um, additionally, you know, I'll do shorter, like two-day workshops, two-day retreats. Sometimes I'll do um, just two or three-hour workshops, which are fun to just get a little taste, you know, of, of what it's all about. But, um, uh, yeah, I just love to teach this stuff. I think because people, once they get a taste of it, they want more and they see how easy it is, you know, how easy it can be to bring this energy forth in your life and experience healthy, happy, joyful sex, you know, and relationship and partnership that works for you. So that's great. And so if you're local to Santa Cruz or the area, you have a lot of um, retreat offerings. And then if someone's out there listening in Wisconsin, yo, my peeps in Wisconsin, <laughs> then you, they can go online and take your course at their own pace too. It's nine months, but it's at their own pace. No, the nine month course is all together. Okay. So all I together. have a, yeah, I'll have a group of, of women that I start all at once and oh, got then it. we kind of go through the course together so that I can teach as, as I'm going. Okay. And you do work with men as well though. You just, just these specific courses and retreats aren't designed for them, but you will work with men too. Right. Yeah. I do work with men. I do work with men one-on-one and then m- Primarily when I'm working with men, I'm working with a couple. Okay. Usually. Yeah. Just that's how they usually come. I have worked with some gay men and that's always a treat. It's like, I'm, sometimes I'm like, maybe that will be my new niche someday. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fun to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then I've had a couple, you know, straight men that I've worked one-on-one with as well. So the one-on-one work is always available. So that, and, and we'll, we'll give everyone, um, a chance to revisit how to get a hold of Willow at the end of the, the, the podcast here. But, um, you, you mentioned before we started recording that you're doing some work with, um, teens and sex ed and things. Are you, is there anything else with, in terms of course stuff, books, whatever you're, you're into and working on that we can look forward to, um, in the f- near future? Yeah. I just recently started just offering us, um, I kind of had been looking for something to offer my time for free. I'm always giving a lot of nice money away, but I wanted to give some <laughs> nice time away, you know? <laughs> so I, um, I had one of my friends was like, Oh shit, my daughter's having sex. What should I do? I was like, well, there's no good options for birth control. Really? They kind of all suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, then I decided, well, actually educating her is really the best option. So read this book and have a mother daughter book club and actually I'll do it with you. I'll do mother daughter book club with you. So we're starting with a book called taking charge of your fertility, which every woman should read because 
I mean, we should be given this book in grade school. Is this like fertility why. awareness method? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had an episode on that. We had a Women Fertility Friday. She has a podcast on our cool. on our podcast she's to talk a, about it. But she's super pro. She's like, I think she's my age, thirty five, and she's been using fertility awareness methods since um two thousand. Since yeah. she was eighteen. Uh, 99% effective rate. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I don't remember the episode right now, but if you all want to check into that, you can get the book, but there's also, yeah, taking charge of your fertility. What episode was that? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if you go and look at it, it's a, it's a fertility awareness method with fertility Friday. And, um, and so you're on board for the, you, for, yeah, I mean the fertility awareness method, you feel like. I, I mean, cause just because everything else is hormones or messing with your cervix, which can definitely lead to cesarean births down the line. I mean, you just, mm-hmm. and it's good to know when you're ovulating, it's the same thing. Knowing, you know, knowing when your spring is coming, like knowing when your ovulation is Testing coming. Testing your cervical fluid, which Looking is what, that, right. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just some more connection to the body. I'm so happy I don't have to think about this right now. Oh, you got a vasectomy on your sectal. I highly (laughs) recommend that. If you're in, you know, I do. I do too, April. I mean, if you're in a partnership where you don't want any more kids and you're sure about that, I do think it's a beautiful gift. If the man is not into practicing non-ejaculation, I think it's a really beautiful gift that he can give to the relationship. And you still ejaculate. You still have an orgasm. Everything still operates. Um, And there's only the likelihood of it growing back is very small. Very, Wait, very, what very. did you say? If he's not into practicing non-ejaculation, so mm-hmm. you're saying that vasectomy and practicing non-ejaculation doesn't work? Is that what- I, well, if if the man in the relationship does not want to get on board and do the work that it takes to become a master um, non-ejaculator. non-ejaculator. Oh, I see. Because it does take work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get vasect- I'm pro vasectomy if you want to. I mean, it's consensual, of course. Oh, I thought but- you were talking about with the non... Yes, okay. Now I get it now. <laughs> uh, like, what? Does it work? Go hand in hand. So that's pretty cool. That's great. So this is new for you, the uh, teens and sex ed yep. kind of book. This is a new offering. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to create a reference page. Uh, we might actually do that later today with references on our website, just over an actual a glass page of wine. over a glass of wine, you know, we like the wine. Um, and we'll talk about some references on there that we keep talking about on all of our podcasts. People so that you can just been requesting, right? Yeah, we'll add that book on there, taking charge of your fertility as well. Yeah, there's yeah. so many good books. Another book that you might want to check out if you're interested in Taoist sexology, just to give you just more of an idea of the philosophy and everything around it, is called The Tao of Sexology. Oh, that's easy. Very easy. And you also do some telesummit work. I saw that at least you did in 2016, 2017. It's, it's work with, um, it's, it's basically on love and sex and vitality. Is there going to be another one of those? What is that something that folks should look forward to or participate in? Yes. Thank you, April. I am having another summit in September of this year. So cool. Getting that together right now. Uh, yeah. Will there be any shameless sex discounts? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those summits are entirely free. So, oh, yeah. well, see, so you do. You get a massive you get a big discount. discount. Shameless sex discount. So you can go to Willow's website. It's it's yinwellness.com to look at all of her offerings. Um, and and that's is that the best way for people to find you and work with you is to go to your website. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yinwellness.com, everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, I was kind of navigating through your website. It's super easy. It's a good website. And there's also, um, I saw that you recorded like a webinar on, uh, it's about an hour long that was on, um, it's right on your homepage. Yeah. I, saw, I, have I got done, 14 minutes in, but, <laughs> yeah. so I did the whole thing, but it sounded really nice. 
You sound yeah. great. You have a very relaxing voice. Thank you, darling. Um, yeah, no, I've done so many interviews and so many webinars and there's a, on the homepage, there's a list of things to listen to and interviews and webinars and that kind of stuff. And then also, if you do subscribe to the mailing list, you do get a free gift, which is a cool gift right now. It's, um, the Sacred Vajayjay video series. Vajayjay. Yeah. And so that's a 10 part video series, just kind of diving deeper into your sacred space, your yoni. Yoni is Sanskrit for sacred space. And your Vijayjay is the one of the most sacred spaces in your body. Probably nature's pocket. That's what next, I call it. Next to your heart. I love that. <laughs> Stashing snacks in nature's pocket. I got cute. nature's pocket. And so check that out. I talk about the jade egg too in that series. Oh, cool. so. oh nice. Yeah, jade egg. We have the jade eggs up here. Pleasure. Mm. Wonderful. You can learn more about jade eggs from Willow Brown. Willow, you are truly a fantastic human being. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you for being in my home. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying my green couch. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. And so I guess b- before we end, is there like... If you could tell our listeners one thing that they got from listening to this episode, what would it be? What are you hoping that they pull like one little nugget? Yeah. Yeah. What is like the most important thing that you want the world to know? I would say just to receive more of your senses and more of yourself Mm. and the gifts that uh, really want to come to you. Don't block them. Just receive them. Mm, More receiving, more yin. Mm -hmm. I need to do some of that. Yeah, you do. Damn it. I have so many things to work on. You're learning. You're always working. Always I learning. am. I'm out there. I'm working with everyone else, the, the listeners who are hungry for it. Yeah. I love the information. We're, we're students too. We are. Always. I always want to keep learning. I, you'll never, ever want to stop learning. Yep. It's really important. So yeah. awesome. Willow, thank you, thank honey. You. You're awesome. Enjoy thank this so much. rainy, rainy weekend. We need the rain. All right. <laughs> to our listeners, we love you. Amy and I absolutely adore you. Uh, remember, you can um, check out Willow's offerings at yinwellness.com. That's Y-I-N and then wellness. You can Google that if you don't know how to spell it. Uh, and you can look us up at www, even though you don't need that, at shamelesssex.com. But we love you all. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.